What up, 336ers? It is Friday, July 12th, and Orioles baseball is finally back today. The All-Star break is always this weird time where they've got the home run derby, they've got the All-Star game, and then Wednesday there's nothing, Thursday there's nothing. How'd you entertain yourself? I know Wednesday I tried to watch the ESPYs, uh, was not very entertaining. I fell asleep. Thursday night, I flipped around. The only sport I could find on my hotel room TV is some type of mini golf slash wipeout type game show, which again, did not entertain me, so I shut it off. I am ready for some Orioles baseball. It's been a boring couple of days as far as baseball is concerned because nothing's been played as far as the majors, but there is stuff to talk about. Mike Elias sat down with Dan Connolly and uh, to talk about the Orioles' trade chips. And we talked about it on Section 336. We've gone over it on 336 Daily. But it was an interesting take to see both Connolly sat down and wrote for The Athletic, and then MLB Trade Rumors kind of looked at the story as well and gave their spin on it. And it's interesting because I look at it, and I see Kashner as our biggest trade chip, and we've talked about the fact that he seems like a pitcher any team would want. MLB Trade Rumors slides in there with a little bit that they think it's interesting to think of Kashner going into the bullpen for someone. So if that's an open option, that leaves even more ability to trade Kashner if he's a bullpen arm for one of these teams instead of a starter. But MLB trade rumors, they like bullpen moves. So they got Miguel Givens as the top uh, prospect, or not prospect, top trade candidate for the Orioles this year. It'll be... um, Interested to see what they do with that. And obviously, Michael Elias kind of said, hey, they're taking calls for anyone. But he talked about how they are expecting a lot for Givens. And they'd expect a lot for Trey Mancini and Kashner. But he's also talking to the media. So he's going to say, yeah, we value all our guys. We're going to listen, but we want we want whatever we can get for all these guys. So that was at least some Orioles news that we had uh these past slow days, but there's something exciting about Major League Baseball because there was, not only were there new games, there was a new rule. The Atlantic League has been trying out new rules all season, and I don't know if you are even familiar with the Atlantic League. The Atlantic League, it's like this independent league, and uh, Major League Baseball in the offseason, they made a deal with the Atlantic League that... They would like, I'm sure Major League Baseball is paying the Atlantic League, and in exchange, the Atlantic League is letting them kind of toy with the rules and do some experiments. And we're going to get into that in a minute. I want to get into that. We're going to get today's going to be one of those two segment shows. So, segment two is going to be all about the Atlantic League and the rule changes because they've been doing some that are interesting. The one that they started yesterday is exciting, and they've got more that start today as well. So we'll get to that in just a moment. I wanted to follow up on the whole juiced ball conversation because I think as far as 336 is concerned, I started that conversation with 336 Daily. Matt and I then got into it in Section 336. And it's with its all-star game and everything, and Verlander making outrageous comments of kind of implying that the Major League Baseball is doing it on purpose. I Matt and I kind of think they're not doing it on purpose, but definitely something changed in the ball, 
and they got to figure all that out. But uh, it's been interesting. But a new fact that I learned today that I wanted to share with you guys in case you didn't know and you're like me and was surprised by this, that last year Major League Baseball made a big purchase. And they purchased the Rollins Company, also known as the company that makes all the official baseballs. So that's a little hinky, isn't it? That you buy you buy a company that makes the baseballs, and then the ball has a suddenly more offense play, and it's just like uh, just like the they wanted. I mean, Manfred said when he took control, uh, he said he wanted more offense in the game. So they bought a baseball company, and there's now way more offense in the game. Seems a little hinky. I mean, it's smart move, smart business. Remember, we talked earlier this season about $8 a ball and how that pricing was outrageous, and there's no way that Major League Baseball was really paying $8 a ball, even though that's what they were, were reporting. Well, it sounds like they're paying $8 a ball to themselves since they're the ball manufacturer. So sure, keep that ball price high. Because when you're using it, you're getting you're just getting a nice kickback to yourself. I'm sure it's some type of tax loophole or something where you're paying yourself from two different companies, or who knows how it all works. Uh, but yeah, that that eight dollar ball is clearly not really costing you eight dollars a ball because you own the ball manufacturer. So that was just an interesting update on the juiced ball story, which won't go away because records are being broken left and right. We're going to see the home run record broke this year by team. It'll be interesting to see if we get any type of thing like we had in the steroid era with the McGuire-Sosa home run race. I don't even know if we'd be excited for that in this juice ball era, but based on how the home run derby went, I think we would still be excited about it. But anyway, let's take a break right here, and let's get back and talk about the Atlantic League. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, guys, let's talk about the Atlantic League. I know you've probably heard of the Atlantic League, but do you know any teams in the Atlantic League? There's a few uh, Pennsylvania teams, the Lancaster Barnstormers, the York Revolutions. Down in Waldorf, we've got the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. Uh, There's a bunch of teams that are even like areas like Sugarland Skeeters, which there's Texas in their icon, so I'm guessing they're from Texas somewhere. The Somerset Patriots. The Long Island Ducks, the Bridgeport Bluefish, New Britain Bees, the Camden River Sharks, and the Atlantic City Surf. So they're mostly a northeastern uh, league, from what I can tell. The Sugarland Texas team is confusing me because they're all the way in Texas. The rest of these teams seem to be in Pennsylvania, New York, Maryland, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, stuff like that. But uh, so I don't know how the the Texas team fits into it, I guess, with a bunch of travel. So, but anyway, the Atlantic League, they made this deal with Major League Baseball to allow them to experiment with rules. And it's a 140-game season. 
So at the start of this season, they added a couple rule changes. So they made the bases three inches larger. They banned mound visits. And they banned the defensive shift. And they made the rule that we've talked about before that pitchers have to face at least three batters before being pulled. And that's, they're continuing to do that. that those rules they're going to experiment with for the entire season. But they also, during this first half of the season, they tested robot umpires for balls and strikes. We all, we've always talked about robot umpires. We've always talked about how the umpire call doesn't always match the box on our TV screen. So they've experimented with, but just let it run and didn't actually have it affect the game for the first half by using a thing called TrackMan which I'm sure we've all heard of TrackMan. They do a lot of the StatCast stuff. So anyway, yesterday, or Wednesday actually, at the All-Star game, they debuted using this to call the balls and strikes for the games. So the way it works is it calls balls and strikes, and the umpire, there's still an umpire there, and he has a little AirPod in his ear. So that'll tell him ball, strike. And then he makes the call, but it was really a judge, but the decision was actually made by the computer. So that's how they're testing it out. And, uh, and then umpires can still, I guess they can make rules of the, for outs and everything. But for balls and strikes, it's all coming from this track man data because the testing for the first half went well enough that starting at the All-Star game and now the rest of the season, they are going to uh, rely on the, the robot umpire. So... The uh, first pitch was in the All-Star game. Mitch Atkins of the York Revolution threw the pitch. It was a belt-high fastball on the outer side of the plate, and then they immediately took the ball to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Because out of all these rules, who I don't really care about the size of the base. I'm sure that's a safety thing. Uh, what was the other thing? The mound visits, all right, that's trying to speed up the game. So they're trying to affect the things, but when you – get to it this whole robot umpire that's gonna come that's coming to major league baseball i mean it just has to when we're seeing it and if it's that correct that's gonna come to baseball fast i think and it's cool i I'm, i love it let's get this stuff right if we want if the whole point of adding a replay to baseball is to get the call right then obviously let's get um robot umpires to call balls and strikes uh i just hope that one day we'll get to the point where instead of it being an earpiece in the umpire's uh, ear, I want a little like speaker out there, and it's like a uh, like an old like video game. It's like ball, strike, and a little light up thing play in the stadium. Let's let's have some fun with it. Have it sound like an arcade game. That would be cool to me. So that's cool, and that's one that's definitely coming. But remember. The Atlantic League, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, is about experimenting rules. So let's throw in a few new rules for the the second half of the game. Here's the new rules. They're going to ban pickoff moves in which a pitcher remains on the rubber. So you can't just do that quick pickoff. You've got to completely come off and throw. I'm sure that's to speed up the game as well. Then you're going to allow... Bunting players uh, to bunt a foul off a two-strike pitch. So that way it doesn't, 
it's not a, you know, now if you bunt a foul ball on a two strikes, it's an out. Now they're going to test allowing fouls there. The umpires will then have to rule on check swings in a batter-friendly manner from now on, which seems like you'll get more check swings than, than called strikes on that case. And then here's the weird one, which I don't know if it's weird, but it's a, one that they're adding starting tonight. And let's see if anyone actually takes advantage of this. So you know how on a two strikes, and if you swing at strike three, but the catcher drops the ball, you can run to first base? Well, now, at any type of time that the catcher drops the ball or it's a pass ball, you can steal first base. So if the very first pitch to you gets past the catcher and goes to the backstop, you can run and try to steal first base and get to first base beforehand. I don't, I, I'm fine with the rule. It makes sense, sure, why not? If you can do it on third strike, why not on any strike? But think about that swing and strike. How many people do you see actually make it to first base in that time? It's very rare. So how many people are going to make it to first base on a ball where they don't, where they don't have to run, where it's, I, you can stand there and get another chance to hit the ball, or you can run to first base and try to get to first base? And how are you going to be able to judge that? It's just, it, seems unpra- it seems impractical to me. I mean, all right, so you're in the plate. You're ready to hit the ball. The ball gets past the catcher. While it's rolling past the catcher, you've got to decide, do I run to first base or do I stay here and try to hit the next ball? The next ball, I might be able to hit a home run. I might be able to hit a double. Or do I take my free pass that I've got to fight for? That's pretty hard to run 90 feet before the catcher picks up the ball and throws it down to first base. I like the rule. I'm, I'm all about it, but are we ever going to see this? I don't think so. I can't think of a time in a game where it's like, oh, I wish I could have stole first base in that point. I also can't think of a guy on the Orioles that's fast enough. Like, oh, I wish Chris Davis would have just stole first base on that. It doesn't make sense to me. I can't see that happening. So it's a cool rule, and I'm going to be interested in the Atlantic League to see if that happens. I don't think you can watch their games on TV, but I'm sure if any of these new rules happen, they'll be up on YouTube. If, you've, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, go check out the York Revolution. Go check out the Lancaster Barnstormers. If you're in Maryland, drive down to Waldorf and check out the Southern Blue Crabs. I've never been to an Atlantic League baseball, but I'd be interested. If there was one near me, remember, I'm stuck in Florida in this random hotel, but if there was one near me, I'd go check it out just for the robot umpires. Why not? But either way, we got real baseball tonight. The Orioles are back tonight. It's been a while. Uh, and, they're, and they're home. They're hosting Tampa. We, we just played really good against Tampa last weekend, or last week, 4th of July time frame, right before 4th of July. And we took two out of three from Tampa, I believe. I remember, we played well. So now it's in Baltimore, and it's Dylan Bundy pitching tonight. And Bundy's been pitching well his past couple starts. So let's hope that continues. So uh, enjoy your weekend, guys. I haven't decided if we're going to do weekend shows or not. I've only done weekdays up to this point. I'm open to weekend shows, but let me know. Should I do a Saturday and a Sunday show? You guys tell me, and I'll go off your response. If you don't hear a Saturday or Sunday show, it's because you didn't tell me to do one. If you'd like a Saturday and Sunday show, 
let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Josh Soroka or at Section336Show. Same handles on Instagram. And download the Anchor app, and you can tap in there and even send me your audio as well. Thanks a lot.